1: So download the free Anchor app or go to
2: anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started.
1: I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Rippin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Free flag. Give me what you got here. New leader. Uh, watch out for this guy. White flag. White flag. Recognize. Hello. 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 Clear. Bring home. Free light. Door. Door. Bumper clear. Hey guys, Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Myatt Snyder got triple duty, fresh off of her bachelorette party in the house. Oh.
3: I'm still alive, guys. Barely made it. I made it. Should have <laughs> taken yesterday off work.
1: And She's sh- got all her limbs. I do. <laughs> I was actually expecting her to come in here looking bloated. I expecting expected her to look like you. Yeah. If you had won that. Brickyard for. Huh? I was close. Yeah.
3: I considered bringing mimosas in. We got a super
1: sub in the house, Freddie Craft. Yeah, baby. What's going on, Spotter? Hey, I hate to bring this up, Freddie, but every time that we've asked you in advance <laughs> to come on this show, Bubba has lost his brakes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to put a stop to me doing this show. <laughs> Freddie, you want to do door bumper clear? Sure, man. What time? Nine o'clock. Wow! And Bubba Wallace is in it. <laughs> so, and on top of that, the two times we lost the brakes, the
0: third time I was on here was I uh, wrecked bristle on the first lap. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that's right.
3: So basically, <laughs> Bubba that. knew this. He would tell you you are not. Yeah. Like
0: so I mean, anytime you ask me, at least I know I'm having an early
1: day on Sunday. <sighs> hey, it's been fun having y'all, man. We yeah, have, we've it's enjoyed been it, awesome. even though it's coming to an end. You've done, you've done great. TJ can't make his own show ever. So. Okay, I just like
3: to point out that he texted us saying that he just finished making the kids breakfast. Why doesn't he ever make us breakfast?
1: Why don't he just come to the show? And you've brought us bra- brought us breakfast. That was a very considerate
3: Yes, exactly.
1: So, Bachelorette Party, Mm. give me the highlights.
3: Oh, man. Well, from what I remember, there was a (laughs) lot of drinking. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A lot. I think Thursday night, I realized I went a a little bit too strong there at the start. You taped up. needed needed the caution (laughs) (laughs) lap.
1: Did you lose a motor?
3: Thursday, Thursday morning or Friday morning, I struggled. And then okay, I okay,
1: you didn't answer the question. Did, did, did anybody did, lose a did motor? Did you blow a motor? Oh, there's did somebody. Did anybody, anybody a blow a motor during this trip?
3: I don't know. I don't no, know you. I'm what do you mean? You don't know? Somebody
1: either puked or they didn't. Did so they, did, did anybody? anybody or not? I
3: might have once or twice or so whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: There's no might have. <laughs> well, yeah. You either puked
0: or you didn't puke. You are not trying.
2: I'm telling if you, didn't. you,
3: Thursday night I really struggled, and then I woke up like so. We stayed in like a new, really, really cool house. It had seven bedrooms.
0: I saw that. Who's was that? Just like an Airbnb. Airbnb, yeah.
3: yeah. And like whoever this person is, you must be best friends with Joanna and Chip because the place looked like it was on Fixer Upper, and <laughs> which is my dream um it had like a basement i don't
1: want to talk about your house okay
3: okay but then i'll get into the i want to get into the party so but the thing i didn't realize about the house is it's really old too so you could hear when there's like a bird chirping outside your window (laughs) and a car driving by and so by 5 a.m i'm wide awake i just went to sleep and then like I don't I didn't realize birds come out at five in the morning. What the heck? When
1: the sun yeah. comes up.
3: Yes. Well the It's sun even before up the yet. sun comes up. I know. So that part was annoying. I didn't get any sleep and then I woke up in the morning and I was given a mimosa from a mimosa bar that uh Natalie and my sister made, which was clutch. And oh, then nice. I realized we were going to a winery, so I maybe had like an hour time frame where I didn't drink. It was pretty great.
1: So highlights were the winery? Oh, the
3: winery was the best part for sure. Yeah. Um, But the cool, like honestly, you are so right. Every bar you went to, it was like a different band. We went to... uh <laughs> you and te- when I texted you, we went to uh, Blake Shelton's place first and they were closed for an event, which was rude. Um, <laughs> went to Jason Aldean's place like right after. And this was right when we landed. So maybe like two o'clock. And so you texted me. You're like, why are you out so early? And I was like, I was craving a mimosa. I don't really know what to tell you. That was not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um. But... Everywhere you went, there was like some sort of music. The the artist, what was his name, Chris?
0: Chris, yeah, sure. Yeah, is. that
3: you recommended. He was amazing at that Legends Bar. Oh, Legends I couldn't Bar's even, good. We couldn't even walk in though. Yeah. He has a huge crowd. Yeah. So
1: this Chris guy is actually playing Talladega. Yeah, he's coming right? to Talladega to play on Saturday night. So well,
3: if you guys are going to Talladega, not I mean, you're we're gonna be going to be
1: there. Going. Believe it or not, <laughs> we're going go, <laughs> to go. Everybody listening. Well, the only reason that I'm going to go is because this guy's coming that sings this song. Buy me a boat, buy me a truck to pull it. I love that song. We went to Nashville for for real. I've never heard it.
0: How long were you there?
1: Three days? Two, three days. And I heard that song from Brett 7,000 times in three days. (laughs) He never stops. So my two favorite songs are Red Atkins, That Ain't My Truck. Yep. That ain't my truck in her drive. I love that song. And then my next favorite song to hear is, But You Can Buy Me a Boat. Like, I love that song Wait, is that
3: the same person? No. No no, 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 no. I was going to the say, they're person? both named Chris.
1: Yeah. No, no they're not. No. no, they're not. He
2: Red just Atkins. said, right, are you
1: still drunk from your bachelorette <laughs> it. party?
2: It's over. Old Dillner needs to t-
1: take a breathalyzer <laughs> here. I'm just going
3: <clears> to <throat> stop talking. So again.
1: overall, one to 10, you rate Nashville a. Oh
3: my gosh, 11. Yeah. I just needed to not drink as much. It's fun. But it was awesome. It was really cool. Like I walked in the house and Natalie and my sister decorated the place like crazy. Um yeah, saw the pictures. Um,
1: favorite, favorite bar you went to? I don't remember the name. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Favorite restaurant?
3: Um, Barcelona. Yeah. Which is a toughest place? Yeah. I don't know where it was. We just super. It's everywhere. probably in
0: the Gulch, I'd imagine. Yeah. Like that. I think
3: it might have been in the Gulch. Yeah. Um, the and Gulch? then we went to a yeah. It's really cool. I don't know like, the
0: Gulch.
2: I usually just drank and listened to country music when I went to Nashville. Well, the Gulch.
3: Right on point there. The um, and there's a rooftop bar called L.A. Jackson, which was. Really, really cool. The best grilled cheese. Yeah. When you're drunk, it was great. Um,
1: the drinking word during this show is drunk. <laughs> Casey said it 97 <laughs> times already. Well, like I said, I expected you to be bloated, red-eyed.
3: I mean, if you, you had, looked, if we had done the show yesterday, then maybe. But you I mean, guys just had to fluid. race or something.
1: Yeah, I'm still retaining fluid from the from from two weeks ago. Well, no, yeah.
2: you guys had your own time for like a bachelor party. I mean, I for, didn't for go for to Indy. Say, no, oh, you didn't go to Indy. Not early. I was gonna say, man, because Indy, it's like you had, like, 25 days of
0: rain. How'd that go for you, Freddie? I wish I didn't go to Indy, either.
3: <laughs> I, no lie. In the group message, remember when I posted the, I texted you guys the picture of the Mimosa Tower with only champagne? When you're like, oh, I'm on my way to South Carolina. Don't you race or something? Like, how do you get these opportunities? Yeah, how'd you to get just- to
1: go to the, you went to see your cocks. So, this is what played <laughs> out. We knew it was going to rain in Indy. Yeah. For sure, right? So, Claudia, oh, yeah. had a, Claudia had a surgery on Friday. So I made plans to fly up early Saturday morning. So I'm going to miss the Xfinity practice for Friday. I had it covered with the guy who usually does Elliot's other races when I can't do it. So we're on the plane Saturday morning. We're waiting to take off at 10 o'clock. We're going to leave. So I get a text that says we're not leaving until the racetrack decides if they're going to close everything. We think between 11 and 12 they're going to announce that all activities are suspended for today. We're not flying all of y'all up there for no reason. We'll leave in the morning at 6. So about 11 o'clock, I get word, hey, we're done. We're not doing anything today. So the Gamecocks are kicking off at 3.30. So I just leave the airport, haul ass to Columbia, get a ticket, go in, watch three-quarters of football. We were getting blown out at that point, and then turn around and come back here. So uh Saturday was, was fun. Freddie, however – he knew that it was going to rain all day on Saturday. And there's an old saying. It's really between three of us, me, Freddie, and our buddy Billy O. Billy O spots for Ty Dillon. That if there's a 100% chance to rain the next day, you go out and have a good time. There's a 100% of something else. There was a 100% chance to rain on Saturday. And Freddie, I, I put in my 100% effort.
0: <laughs> and taped up, it, it sticker,
2: was, tires, loaded off the trailer.
0: To no avail. It didn't work. Because normally the plan is... If you get yourself yeah. highly intoxicated, then you'll be miserable all day. But at least you'll race. Remember New Hampshire, and you and I in. sacrificed for the entire yes. Cup Series yes. by going out the yeah. night before. That's what you have to do. And you get the race. <laughs> it did not work this time. No. Thank God. Yeah. Because I was not feeling very well most of Saturday.
1: But yeah. we powered through watching college football. See, my only rule is I got to have eight hours sleep. And, and Freddie doesn't have to have eight hours sleep. Freddie can go on four. <laughs> he ain't running an 800 li- a lap race stick trickle. I <laughs> no. have to have eight hours sleep no matter what happens. So, Freddie will tell you, I back up everything. I'm like, okay, I got to get up at seven. I'm going to bed at 11. I'm going to get up at nine. I'm going to bed by one. Like, no matter what time I have to get up, I back it up eight hours. And Freddie will tell you, I'm Houdini. Like, my eight hour <laughs> yeah. window's coming. I'm hey you out. Go. Yeah, uh, here you go. hear Brad say,
0: hey, where is the bathroom? And, you Houdini. Tell, you tell him, <laughs> and then you never see him again. So he pulled a Houdini. Uh, yeah, yeah. dip. We call it a dip. But a dip? Yeah,
1: he dipped. He, he dipped. He's gone. He gone. Uh, but I don't blame it, him. Indy's super-duper-duper duper fun, and it rained. And and here's the problem that we have. In my 20 years of being in this sport, oh, here there's only comes. been a couple times oh, boy. that I didn't want to leave to go to the racetrack. And this week is is probably the first time ever that I hands down don't want to leave to go to the racetrack because this hurricane's coming and it's hard yeah. as a dad, you know, and, and as someone who has a family to leave everyone behind, not knowing if they're going, my sister lives with me. She's a paraplegic right in a wheelchair, um, to leave everybody behind, not knowing what may happen here. Now, clearly I don't think we're going to have tons of tornadoes, but I think trees are going to fall. Power is mm-hmm. going to go out. It's hard to be the the guy of the house, and have to leave knowing the unknowns. And I mean, there's about 4,000 of us that are going to do yep. this. And look, I, I realized that men and women leave their families, you know, to, to go overseas and fight and, and protect our freedom. Uh, they, they have a plan when they do that. I don't have a plan. Like,
3: so what it has, have your team said anything about like,
1: yeah, we're going early. <laughs> yeah,
3: really, we're leaving early. And, and,
1: and here's the thing: like, you know, we're, we're supposed to leave Thursday evening. That's when okay. we typically leave. They told us to be ready to go as early as Wednesday night. And then when I watch this forecast, it looks like this hurricane is going to hit the coast and then just sit on us. It's going to stall. <laughs> yep. So, so what I also don't know is when I'm going to get to come back home. And I'm not fussing because look, I want to go to Vegas. I want to race. Right. I want to start this playoff. I really think we'll have a couple chances to win. Uh, and, and and that part of it, I'm excited about. But it's really hard. You know, as part of my job to say if there were ever a time that it would be up to me to postpone a race, I would have picked this one. I realize we can't. T V, yeah. Las Vegas, the racetrack, Schedule. fans have bought tickets. It's it's already. But it's in a place. good
3: point. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that
1: like, it's hard for me to leave. You on, have on to the make Wednesday.
3: precaution or take precautions now for your family when you're you're not there. Even inland, yep. even
1: inland where we are. Right now, I
3: mean, right now yes. they're talking about like closing schools if early. If we get 17 here.
1: inches of rain, trees are going to fall. Yep. Oh yeah, power lines are going
3: to fall. Coming it, from Florida, I mean, even we were pretty far inland, and we I was out of school for two and a half weeks one time yeah. for a hurricane. Yeah. You you have to get fuel early because p- there were fights to get in the like to get oh, it gas. Nuts. I mean. It is bad. We're
2: already prepared at our house. You know, I got two two littles. So it's like I usually wouldn't prepare because man, I'll just go in a damn cabinet and just eat a bunch of crackers or whatever for a few days and make it happen. But when you got kids and, and Brett, and your situation is is even uh, more complex. Yeah, um, you you really have to prepare. And it sounds like a doomsday thing, like you know where you're like you know kind of psycho or whatever. But it isn't. It's being smart you for your family. And you
3: yeah. don't know it could completely go a different path. They have no idea. But better no. safe than sorry, either. So did,
0: did you tell the people that don't have kids the ratios they need
1: to stock up on this week? Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> for every you don't have kids, yeah, It's got yeah. kind of a different ballgame. So, so I have. So last night when I landed, this is no lie. I went to Food line by my house yeah. and I bought five cases of water uh-huh. and I bought bread. Right? I bought the essentials. Yes. Uh, had I been single, I would have went to the liquor store and bought Tito's vodka, and then I would have went and got Miller Ultra. <laughs> but I'm not. I mean, that's where it, like I'm worried about a tree falling on my house. I'm worried I about my you family those have not having already have power. sold out here. <laughs> so anyway, I, I just Florence yeah. is coming. It's gonna affect everybody in North Carolina and, and our jobs are requiring four thousand of us to leave our families and just hope that everything's gonna be okay.
3: Well, I'm here, so if there's anything I can do to help, please okay, let no, me know. No. I'll <laughs> send you over to cut
1: some trees down. <laughs>
3: sure. Yeah. All right, let's
1: <laughs> chainsaw would be bigger than you are. Yes. Do they have the kid ones? How much do you weigh? Oh, boy. Um, First um, you call her old. Now you're asking her to guess. And he's I like, mean, I would have expected God. you
3: to come in bloated this morning. Well, that's <laughs> reassuring. Dude, I don't
1: have any shame in my game. I'm no, just no man. So this, let, me, let, let me guess. Let me guess. Yeah, Guess. 101 pounds. No. Well, how much? Freddie, you guess. I'm not guessing.
3: Oh, don't be a poor. Oh, Freddie, Freddie uh, stay uh, out of this one,
1: brother. How much?
3: Uh, Like 106 to 108. Damn. I was going to say, how much is this a I was going to say
1: 107. Soaking well. it
3: depends what... <laughs> what I did the weekend before. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin calls late crash involving Landon Castle and Jeffrey Earnhardt meaningless. And I quote, he says, what I needed was not having meaningless guys in the back wreck. Hamlin said, I don't know what they're doing, crashing with a couple laps to go, multiple laps down. Meaningless.
1: Freddie. <laughs>
0: Freddie, what do you got, man? I, I mean, I'm I'm uh, spot on for part of this because I completely agree about one car in particular, the '96 car. This is two weeks in a row now. The very end of the race, I understand he's out there trying to race a race, but you're. I talked to Landon Castle on the plane last night, who's the guy he wrecked with, and I said, "What you know? What? Happened? Wow! What the heck happened there?" And uh, he said, "Man, I don't know." He said, "I was." like just out there riding around I was going to let him go and he said he just bombed it in the corner sideways overcorrected and stuffed me in a fence it's like where are you going what was there I don't even know there was inside of five to oh, go yeah, or six yeah, or yeah. something like that Yeah. so uh, I'm inside of that but like he kind of went on further in that quote and kind of complained about you know how it the cautions at the end ruined his strategy and it just sounds like sour grapes to me like it, it it's part of the deal like cause you run different strategies for a reason you run your race so you know brad keselowski wasn't like if he dominated the whole race and this happened at the end and he lost it okay i'm okay but if it's not for pitch strategy you win that race right you know what i mean you're dominating yeah. the race yeah he happens to come a couple laps before you now he you know his strategy works out okay great well brad knows the only shot he's got to win the race is i'm gonna stay out i'm gonna have the freshest tires at the end hope i get a caution and he okay did. and he
1: did so you could know, it, like could not have been any luck here. Yeah, I'm, he's it, probably a seventh place car all day. Yeah,
0: exactly. Then like it's just the the way the game is played. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and you can't
1: route strategy yeah. when it was what's going to win you the race. Right, right. I'm a, I'm 100 spot on. You know, Denny is saying something that that had a big effect on my race. you know, We're catching Denny Hamlin. There is less than 10 laps to go. The same guy who cost Kyle Larson the win at Darlington cost Denny Hamlin and Clint Boyer the win there. One of the two of us was going to win the race had it stayed green and had a guy that wasn't multiple laps down the I mean, the, the wreck. The fact that it's Jeffrey Earnhardt, you know, somebody needs to get to this kid and go, hey, dude, you know, you're not in great equipment and you don't look – even you, you look even worse wrecking this late in the race. Like the optics of what he's doing aren't going to open more doors for him. You have to take the the Landon Castle approach, which is race smart, get the best finish you can get. Don't tear up your car owner's equipment because I promise you, this team can't afford to tear up race cars, no, no. and they've torn it up back to back weeks. And you don't want to be. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, you know, really wearing Denny out. Hey, Denny just lost the Brickyard 400 because. What he thought was a meaningless driver wreck. Now people are going to defend the driver. Well, he's racing for 28, just like you're racing for the win. I respect that. I get that. But the reality is, the outcome of the race was greatly affected by you being a dumbass. Yeah. And and that hurt my chance to win a Brickyard four hundred. So I'm on Denny's side, man. I I don't know which one of us was going to win it. I think he had the advantage because because he had the lead, but we also had three lap fresher tires. And and I would rather see the race play out than to see a caution change it. But anyway, it is what it is. It is
3: what it is. You it is.
1: You'd see that picture at the end of the deal. There's all 16 yeah. drivers. 15 of them are smiling because they're in the playoff, and Denny's sitting there like this with his lip poked <laughs> out. <It's> like, you <laughs> know what I thought about yesterday was, how would you like to have been a Truex?
0: Yeah. He wrecked on what, oh, like lap 15? He can't, 20, he whatever. He can't, he can't it sit there, there yeah. all
2: day long waiting Because at least he could have went to his airplane if he had somebody riding with him and <laughs> be sitting there drinking yeah. some beer. Yeah. 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 Probably had a
3: few while he was there.
2: I hope.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Xfinity Indy Aero Package produces four wide finish for stage one win. If you guys are spot off on this, that's ridiculous, because that was a cool race last night, yesterday. Is it
1: Indy Lights? Well, <laughs> here's the thing, Casey. Like... You can't spot off the fact that they're four wide to finish this stage. It was phenomenal. It was exciting. But it only happened because it was within a few laps of a restart. What we saw with this package and what we're going to see with this package next year, if we take this in the Cup Series to the same track, is for three or four laps, it's extremely exciting. It's amazing. And then it goes to just what Indy does, single-file racing you can't pass. Could you get runs? Could Tyler Reddick get close to to Algaier at the end? Yeah. But for the last seven or eight laps, I don't know that we saw a single car pass anybody in the top 10. So as much as we ran rave about how great this package is, the only way for the end of this race to be really exciting for the people watching on TV who really grasp what's happening is when True X hit the wall. Freddie and I were watching this on Elliott's bus because Elliot had wrecked. No fault of ours for a change. Uh, But but the 11 (laughs) smokes the wall out of two. Debris flying everywhere. They had an opportunity to throw the caution there, and they didn't. They let it play out, which I don't don't care what they do either way, right? Um, but, But the only way this package is... Is super exciting is if we have a three or four lap restart. After that, it's it's it looks cool because we see some of the accordion stuff, but it's not any different than what Indy typically is. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I'm obviously
0: spot on for it produces a finish like that if you happen to get a green white checker. Um I I still think you're way better off taking these cars and taking them to IRP. You'll see 10 times the racing, they'll be passing. They'll probably produce three wide finishes because they run all over the racetrack. You know, I I just, like Brett said, you could see it. You know, like this package, we raced our asses off for 10 laps and then the first two guys started to creep away because the guys in third and fourth got side by side. So like, like, just like the All-Star Race or the Open, it was 10-lap stages. The racing was great. And then we took it to wherever, and it was awful. You know? Yeah. Pocono, I think it was. It just got strung out. Kyle whooped our ass all day long. Yeah. So, I mean, it just it produces closer racing, and it's probably, I would say, the Xfinity race was a better race than the Cup race. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Because their guys are closer and racing each other, but... It's still not any passing, really. Like, we, you know, you're kind of spotting it like a plate race, except for the guy, like, all right, he's got to run, coming, coming. come, in, come in. all right, stalled out. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it is like, yeah. don't worry about it, you're good. You know, but so I, I, I'm I, still in favor of let's get him off of that big track, especially at Trinity. Get him over to IRP if you want to see some real racing. And you know what? That's
2: not a science experiment. I mean, all we got to do is go back a few years and compare the race in there and compare the race in now. Yeah.
3: Spot on, spot off. Michael Waltrip says spec parts would help lower costs for cup teams and keep teams in business. Freddie.
0: Uh spot on. I don't I mean I don't think it's a secret that we're we're spending too much money. I, I don't think these teams are struggling to find sponsors. I think they're struggling to find sponsors that are willing to pay what they need to compete. Um so anything that's gonna help cost you know, the cost savings and help cup teams stay in business. I mean, we got our championship team from last year going out of business because they can't afford to keep their alliance up, or whatever you know the stories are. So um, I'm I'm spot on for anything that's going to save some money.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I I go back to what I've always said on here, which is you can't tell teams how to spend their money. They're going to spend as much money as it takes to compete. When you look at Stuart Haas, when you look at Gibbs, when you look at Penske, when you look at Hendrick, when you look at these big players. They're going to spend however much money it takes. So, does spec parts lower the cost? I don't know. Does two-day shows lower the cost? Yeah. You know, are there engine things that we're doing to lower the cost? Yeah. But for some damn reason, we still need $25 million per cup car to run fast. So, are we lowering the cost enough to really matter? And Freddie just made one of the best points anybody's made all year in any form of a broadcast. We don't have a problem attracting sponsors. We have a problem attracting sponsors that are going to be able to spend enough money to get us to that number that I just gave you. Twenty plus million dollars is a lot of freaking money. As long as they don't, spotter salaries are pretty solid. Yeah, we
2: don't need to keep the spotter. We we don't need to change them at all to go up. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Hey, hey, let
2: me ask you this because you brought up the word spec engine, a lot of fans don't understand about that. We don't need to get into the science of it. But you, sitting right there, have a lot of experience with spec engine type racing because of the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Has it hurt or helped in in that? And you know, do you see a parallel? So, there's a lot of people that
0: don't like it in the modified realm. Are people going to like it in cup I, if it happened? I think it it it's hard to say. They they started this spec engine deal with the modifieds, and you were paying probably fifty to sixty thousand dollars for a built engine at the time. Yep. Spec engine came out. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be twenty five to thirty thousand dollars, saving you all this money. But it didn't last very nope. well. and now they're. Creeping up closer to that forty, fifty thousand dollar number again, and the guys are you know finding ways to put stuff on them that make them better. So obviously, with anything, any any rule you put in place, somebody's going to find a way to make it better. You know, like you're, somebody can find a way to tune on it, and if that's going to cost them, you know another ten thousand dollars, hey, so be it. You know, that's what I I need them five extra horsepower over everybody else. Because when the spec engine came out and they changed the rules and modified, the first guy to have it was Justin Bonsignor. And he waxed everybody's ass for a whole season, just like he's doing this year, in fact. And he won three or four races when he really wasn't in that position the year before. So then everybody got it, and now it's kind of, you know, everybody's the same speed again. They're filled back in. But, uh, you know, like the first guys that went to, it had an advantage. So then everybody started going to it, and then everybody started pushing the boundaries. And now they got the price up another, you know, fifteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000. So, you know, I would imagine if we went to spec parts, that's the same
1: route that this would go. But... You know, you got to do something. What's you driven know. our cost up isn't really parts in my mind. It's, 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 and I'm not fussing about this because I, I'm not saying stop doing it, but engineering and R and D is crazy expensive, which is more expensive now because of the elimination of testing. So, I mean, you're, you look at yesterday's race, we unloaded with zero practice Saturday. We unloaded with zero practice I watched junior motorsports on Saturday. Freddie and I knew in the first five laps who the best three cars were. It was the junior motorsports cars. And we were gonna go out and freaking one of us three was gonna win that race and one of us three did. And I watched the the cup race start with zero practice like we're so damn smart. The engineering is so damn good. We don't even need to practice. <laughs> so when you wonder where our money's being spent, it's there. And let me tell you what else. It's working. So you can't stop. If yeah. you want to win and if you want to compete, you've got to be investing in that engineering piece. And because that is preparation. that is preparation—that All your preparation is engineering-based. It didn't used to be. It used to be brain-based and wrench-based. And now it's engineering-based. And, and that prep is super expensive.
3: That's a good point.
1: It is what it is. Smart people make a lot of money. <laughs> Spotters are smart, real smart. Maybe that's why I'm smarter poor. than y'all think we are. Just they not, should
3: listen to you guys someday. Just
1: not when it's
0: gonna rain.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I will say Brett was pretty smart. <laughs>
1: Touche. <laughs> At your expense. Touche.
3: Oh, um, uh, spot on spot. On. <laughs> Spot on, spot off. McMurray out of the one car. Brett.
1: I want to cry. Like, all these guys that I came in with that I was close to, they're all getting moved around and retiring. I mean, you know, I came in with with Elliot Sadler. We were rookies together in 1999. So I've seen kind of everybody in that class around him. Tony Stewart, Dale Jr., Matt Kenseth, now Casey Kane, Jamie McMurray. Like, The sport is – I watched the sport change during the Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace, Sterling Marlin era. Like, I'm here. I've been here a while. These guys start retiring. But at the same time, I was like, man, I grew up watching Bill Elliott race on TV. I'm okay. I was a kid when he was doing well, right? You know, I was a kid when Dale Earnhardt was winning tons of races, and I hadn't even started in the sport when he won the Daytona 500. But I'm I'm watching all those guys, and I understand that era – changing the changing of the guard well now the freaking changing of the guard is the guys that i came in with and it's heartbreaking so i'm major spot off there isn't a nicer guy in the garage than jamie mcmurray super good guy uh we still hang out some and and i'm gonna miss those guys you know i'm gonna miss seeing them at the racetrack and miss watching them compete we know they all can drive but i guess i'm just most spot off because man i Elliot sadler retired you know like damn it, it just it pulls at your heart. You hate to see it. Yeah, I mean, you didn't seem real upset
0: about it when you <laughs> chopped him in the turn three on that last restart. I mean, wow. wasn't that him that you put
1: across his nose? I, I, Poor guy. I love you, Jamie. I'll text you later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, spot off. Obviously, I don't really know Jamie that well, but he seems like a great guy. Like, heard a ton of stories from Brett and Tyler, and you gotta and you gotta think about like. We, I think you've talked about this on the show. A guy like that retires. There's a lot of people yep. that that affects. You know, his team members, like he's got a spotter. A lot of times the driver's tied to the spotter. So what's that spotter going to do now? Um, pilots, you know, like there's a lot of people that are affected by the fact that he's going to retire now. So it's just, it's, you know, it's a tough deal all the way around and uh, wish him the best. Hopefully he can get in something else maybe is... Is
1: he done or did he just say yeah, he's out he, of the he, one? I, I haven't talked to him about it. I mean, we heard these rumors start a month ago. He and I have talked, but not about this. And, and here's – I just want to paint a picture for how good of a guy he is. You know, I'm at, uh, I believe, Michigan a few years ago, and, and I get to the to the airport about the same time Jamie does, and we're walking to his plane, and, and he says, Hey, man, how you getting home? I was like, well, I'm flying with my team. And he's like, you want to fly with me? I was like, man, I'm like, my car's already at this other airport. Like, it'd be complicated. Just you go ahead. He said, man, I wish you could fly with me. Because Bobby Allison, it's just me and him. And it's awesome because he tells all these stories. And so when you have a guy that that looks up to generations that were well ahead of him, I mean, (laughs) we're talking two, three generations before he got in a race car. And he is just, his eyes are as big around as apples saying, man, Bobby Allison's flying home with me. (laughs) Like, you sure you don't want to go? And and I think, you know, number one, there aren't many drivers going to extend flight opportunities. I mean, Freddie's been doing this how many years? Uh five or six. How many guys have asked you if you want to fly home with them? Nope. So I think my, my point is, like, I grew up in an era where – we all got to be buddies, and we've all still kind of looked out for each other. He didn't have to offer me a freaking seat home, but he was more wanting me to go just so I could follow Bobby <laughs> Allison and hear the yeah. Bobby stories because he knows how much I, you know, grew up loving racing. So, Jamie's a good dude. He, he's a he's a pretty reserved guy in terms of how much he's really willing to put out there in the media and, and market himself. And I respect that too. He's a private guy. Um, so I think that the the point of that is just these these are good guys. You know, don't, don't think that they're all, they're race car drivers, they're badasses, they're daredevils, but a lot of them are really good people, too.
3: All right, before we take a break, uh, let's take a moment of silence in remembrance of 9 11, as well as a good friend of the racing community, Caleb Hammond, whom we lost this past weekend. Hey,
1: this
2: is your Exalta Race Center Update. I'm Matthew Dillner. Mother Nature played a significant role at Indianapolis Motor Speedway all weekend, forcing a doubleheader Monday matinee at the historic track. And the cast of 12 Cup drivers for the NASCAR playoffs is now set. One of the roles will be filled by Brad Keselowski, who muscled by Denny Hamlin to win he and his car owner Roger Penske's first Brickyard Yard 400. Before the Cup feature, Justin Allgaier continued his rise to stardom in the Xfinity Series. The Illinois driver battled hard for his fifth W of the season. Tyler Reddick played the top supporting role. His second-place performance made it a 1-2 finish for Junior Motorsports. Team JRM actually took two checkered flags this weekend. Junior Motorsports late-model driver Josh Berry used the drama of the high side on the final restart to capture his second Cars Tour trophy of the season. Teammate Sam Mayer finished sixth in the 150-lap act at North Carolina's Orange County Speedway. The next scene is NASCAR's version of Casino with a Friday, Saturday, Sunday triple header at Nevada's Las Vegas Motor Speedway. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, please visit ExaltaCS.com.
0: At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One
1: main financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One main financial. Your needs, your goals,
0: your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us.
3: We are back. Brett had to head out for some Family Matters. But don't worry, guys. We have Dillner and Freddie holding it down. Teams Long Island, Long Island
2: gang,
0: Strong Island.
3: But you have to make sure you can actually ding yourself. Oh, I gotta ding myself. Not not giving you more than thirty seconds here. Can you?
0: Can you? Did you say ding myself? I don't think.
3: Oh gosh, I need to stop talking today, especially in public. I'm married. (laughs) (laughs) Need to stop talking. All right, Uh, first topic. And just remember, reminder, guys. I'll give them thirty seconds to complete these topics share their thoughts um ready first one if there was no cap on the number of cup teams an organization could field would GGR go to five teams next year freddie
0: uh yeah i think so you know uh they have obviously a deal with daniel suarez in place now with a, a pretty substantial sponsorship that is going away to bring in martin truex so i think if they they'd be more than happy to keep that all in house, and just run a fifth car with Daniel and that sponsorship deal. So I think uh, I think that would be a no brainer for them. Would just to, if they could keep that sponsorship deal there. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that team now. You're not going to need to ding me. I'm not going to need to ding myself because my answer will be
2: sure it's the same as Freddie's. Um, I think as long as the financing would be there, they'd run ten teams yeah. because if they ran ten teams, they'd have data, data, data times ten. Um, it would be amazing, and uh, uh, any organization uh, that has a structure and infrastructure like Joe Gibbs Racing, if they had the financial backing to support that particular team, they would run additional teams.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's where it was. That's where it came from because Jack Roush was getting ready to corner the market. Like he yeah. was just adding teams and dominating yep. the sport. And they said, okay, hold on. He got to I think he got the five, and and there was talk maybe more. And they said, okay, like. That's it. We got to put a stop to this because if not, this guy's going to end up winning every race. So, you know, obviously like Dilner said, if you got the money, you're going to keep running as many teams I as can. you can.
3: SMI expressed interest in reviving Nashville Fairground Speedway and Rockingham's new owners want to bring racing back. Would you like to see either track back on the cup schedule? Dillner, this one's for you. Yes. For sure. um,
2: <laughs> obviously I've got a deep passion for this. You know, my lost Speedways project, um, uh, Rockingham, the new owners, it's very promising. Uh, I was very skeptical, but it's very promising right now, the things that I'm hearing out of that deal, um, especially with them possibly reaching out to NASCAR. They signed a concert festival, the Carolina Rebellion, for 20 years. This is a serious deal. When it comes to Nashville, it's a lot more complicated than that. MLS and the bid to get a major league soccer team is a reality. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smith, SMI, wants in on that. They want in on the MLS team, but they want in on that racetrack too. Okay, And and the way they're going to get in on MLS is to get in on that racetrack. Yeah. So there's a correlation there. So with the MLS team, some people th- think that will save the racetrack, but there's a little bit of stuff that people don't know and you have to do your research about. There's things going on right now between the people trying to start the MLS thing and a little bit of supposed alleged Um, activity and things going on right now that are maybe behind the fair board's back that we have to watch out for. So it's a very muddy, complicated situation that's hard for us to really talk about I'm really deep invested in, in studying this deal, and I won't even speculate too much. But there's a lot more that meets the eye. My hope, though, is that SMI gets involved because I know they want to get in the soccer deal. Right. But this racetrack right here is historic. This racetrack right here would be a goldmine for the All-Star I knew Race.
3: you are going to say that. It, <laughs> it, is,
2: it is an amazing place, and it's an amazing city that would be an incredible host to the all stories, and that was way more. I didn't ding myself. I'm sorry. I, think I went he's on a rant. Kind of
3: excited, I don't really yeah. know if you noticed. <laughs>
0: Just a little bit. I don't know if you, I don't know how much you guys know this, but Matt has done a great job yeah. for many years now with this Lost Speedways project. It's LostSpeedways.com? or lostspeedways.com, But mainly, uh, uh, it's a Facebook, Facebook Lost Speedways. Yeah, and it's incredible. He made calendars you. like for uh, you know, a couple of years ago. We have one, um, but. Going back to this, like, just strictly from a racing side, short tracks. Get me short tracks. Like, Nashville Fairgrounds I've never been to, Rockingham puts on an incredible race. Like, yeah, probably got to do a little bit of work on the racetrack (laughs) now because it's probably a little (laughs) tore up. Both facilities need need work, and so does Nashville. But, like, I'm all for any reason to go back to Nashville at all, period. And then just more short tracks. Give us Rockingham. Give us places, you know anywhere we North Wilkesboro would be great. You know, yeah. just get us back on short tracks as many as possible. Anything that's not a mile and a half would be great.
3: I like it. Knew that was going to be your answer.
0: <laughs> I, you
2: noticed I didn't <laughs> ding on that subject. <laughs> Sorry, producer Jason Schultz, when you edit this, but I'm going, uh, dingless. They were <laughs> <laughs> dingless, They're I said. getting worse. Dingless, not dingerless. Oh, uh, all <laughs> right. AJ Amendinger has nothing to do with this.
3: <laughs> uh, the round of 16 begins at Las Vegas and goes to Richmond and the Charlotte Roval. Which four drivers will be eliminated after Charlotte? Freddie.
0: Let's see. You got the grid here. I did not do any research on this, but uh, I'm going to say, after so Charlotte I think is going to be a bit of a wild card mm-hmm. because... I think honestly, anybody can win with the right track position, the way that race is going to play out. But so you don't know. I you mean, don't nobody's run that, that, before. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a wild card race in itself. But if I had to pick four, I'll go Austin Dillon. Okay. Alex Bowman. Ah. Uh, I'm going to, you know, as surprising as is it is, Texas, no, Texas is in the next no. round. No, Texas is in the next round. I think Jimmy Johnson's out in the first round. I know, because if Texas was in it, I would count him in because he'd yeah. be a top five car yeah. even with the um, Chevrolet. So that's three. It's going to be hard to pick a fourth one, uh, you know. Oh, Eric, I got to ding you? Eric Jones pops up. <laughs> no dinging. Eric Jones pops up, but he's been fast as hell the he's last two or three hell, weeks. But wild car races. Yeah. You got to remember, you know, there's some wrecks. So uh, I'll take EJ as my fourth. OK, uh, I'm going to go with uh,
2: Denny Hamlin as my surprise. That's not going to make it. Uh, I think the downward spiral has begun, uh, even though they are fast as heck. I'm going to be uh, very bold and say two GAGR cars do not make it. No, I'm not going to do that. Not gonna I was going to go Eric Jones, too. I'm out. That done. I, I've got to pick a, a Hendrick car <laughs> to not make it. I, I'll say it's Alex Bowman, unfortunately. Uh, so Hamlin, Bowman. Dylan and believe it or not even though he's showed, shown speed I don't think they've shown enough of that it factor Eric Emeril. Okay.
3: Interesting. So you think uh Jimmy's going to
2: I think Jimmy will himself? consistency himself in um I you know he's a very intellectual smart racer and I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take finishing that roval and not putting yourself in a hole there because we have some races here that can give you a potential of being way down a hole that you don't want to be in. Yeah.
3: Right. Off-the-wall topic, the NFL (laughs) season began over the weekend. Which two teams will make it to the Super Bowl this season? Thank thank
2: God you weren't going to ask about the anthem.
3: Oh, (laughs) yeah. I thought
0: that's where it was going. I didn't read the sheet. Was there a bad national anthem this week? Oh, you're talking about just taking the knee and all that stuff. What?
2: I don't know what you're
3: talking Uh about. Who's he going to be? I
0: didn't wear my Nike. Are we making Super Bowl predictions?
3: Yes. Oh, Lord.
0: To. I think uh, Freddie goes first. Uh, Jets and the Giants. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, performing at the Laugh Shack till Tuesday, it's Freddie Craft. Freddie Craft. Hey, might as well pick the damn Cleveland Browns to go to the Super Bowl. Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, want
3: them to go to the Super Bowl. after thanks. watching Hard Knocks. Yes, I love uh, that team.
2: You have more chances of growing a third foot than the damn Cleveland Browns going to the Super Bowl, girl. You know
3: what? I like them. I don't care. I'll pick them at this point.
2: Um, I mean, if we're going to actually just make an honest prediction, why don't we just be the elephant in the room and just say, okay, the New England Patriots, because, I mean, they do have Tom Brady, the greatest uh, quarterback known to man. I'm not a Patriot fan by any uh, regard, uh, but uh, the respect factor is there. He's the man. Um, I know Junior wants to see them skins in it. And uh, Alex uh, Smith, I'm glad to see him have some success because he deserves it. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll just go and say the uh, the Pats.
0: The, the the Pats are a good pick only for the fact that they get, like, six buys. You know, everybody else has one buy in a league. Yeah. The Pats get to play the Jets, <laughs> the Bills, and hey, the, the Bills, Dolphins. The Bills won't be a pushover this so, year. So – are you see, Did you see the Bills game <laughs> on Sunday? No, because I, I get home, right? I get
2: home from a trip on the beach, and it's opening day of the NFL. What did you do on the opening day of NFL? What do you think I did on Drank the Drank and watched day? football, yes. right? Even though you had the job, <laughs> but you guys were in it. What did OMD do on his... What did you do, change diapers? I freaking know. Ba- was was Honeydew list came up, and uh, we had to build a play playground. So seven and a half hours outside you're on the still
3: building feet. that playground? Yeah, This se- was like a month ago. Seven
2: and a half hours... Uh, putting in on this playground, and luckily the rains came thunderous, so I got to re- watch the last half of my Panthers.
0: Um, you know, so, so I have to ask you a very serious question going back to last week is that turtle's head supposed to fall off? Don't be talking about the turtle in public, but
2: yeah, there's there's a joke behind that. But uh, yeah, I got a little turtle in in front of my uh, house, and you know, a little statue, I, not a real one. And its head, its head, head comes off, and it's funny it's, as hell. It scared me. I got to be honest. I was like,
0: oh, I just broke it. It's a possessor. Tur-
2: <laughs> Here's Freddie just holding the turtle head. Like, sorry, Nilder. Uh, Freddie saved my butt. Let's just put it that way, and and did a favor for me uh, last week. Uh, and I met him up in uh, Darlington. I was at the beach,
0: so yeah.
3: thanks, nice. Freddie. Hey, my pleasure. All right. Ask- She's
0: like, what are you talking yeah,
2: about? I, have no heads okay. off. I was
3: like, we didn't talk about a turtle on no. the show last Pets week. Pets' heads are coming <laughs> <falling> off. <laughs> I don't mean, know what Petey. you guys are doing in your free time. <laughs> uh, ask DVC. Uh, I know producer Jason is not here, but he has some good questions. NASCAR Josh wants to know, who was the biggest surprise not to blink the playoff field? What do you think, Freddie?
0: Uh, do we have a list here? Hold on. So, you know, a guy like Stenhouse kind of surprised me. You know, he was so dominant last year at the plate races and, uh, obviously didn't get the job done there. And, you know, they, in the beginning of the year, they kind of showed some speed where I thought maybe they could point themselves in and be 16th Like that battle with Bowman there. I thought he would have the upper hand later we went in the year, but obviously didn't um just you know missed it by whatever it was it was a pretty good gap I think right it was like 60 70 points back so uh somebody like that but I I don't think there was really any huge surprises Jamie McMurray maybe he's been in for the last few years so uh guys like that but you know I don't think there was anybody that really stands out in my mind that is that I'm probably forgetting because I haven't got much sleep this week Ryan Newman yeah Ryan Newman seems to consistency himself in,
2: and that team, you know, RCR organization has found some speed, and uh, I'm kind of surprised that he was not the guy to kind of point his way in and, and
0: Bowman won. So I think a product of that is the fact, like, we did – Chevys in, a, in general did not get off to a very good start this year. Yes. And in years past, Hendrick, Ganassi have been the class of the Chevy field, and then – like a one tier down would be the RCR guys. So I think that small gap in the beginning of the year, where they have speed now, we didn't have a mm-hmm. lot of speed to start the year off, and we ran, you know, our, you know, because uh, forty three cars are part of that alliance, and we kind of had a slow start to the year. But you know, now it's coming on. It's a little, you know, too little, too late. I think for this year.
3: Uh, LeBron one twenty six asks
0: LeBron James chiming
2: in big yeah. DBC fan. Wow. <laughs> he spelled his own name wrong. Now yeah, I was We're, about to say
3: I don't really know if I that's that, his right? burner account. <laughs> What are your thoughts on having an NFL game and NASCAR race in the same city the same weekend?
0: Oh man, it was—I mean, it was pretty crazy. There, just the amount—I'll tell you one thing that was impressive was the amount of Bengals fans that were there. I guess it's not very far away, no. but um, thank God for the rain for us. Yeah, so yes. that's like we're sitting at the track, me and Brett, we're hanging out and uh, talking to Elliot, and there it's starting. It's the mist is just will not quit it's no. relentless it's getting heavier it's about two o'clock or so and they haven't made a decision and brett's like we need to get the hell out of here before this race this game ends because it's it was a one o'clock game so now it's getting into the third quarter oh, yeah and he's like we got to get back down we all stay downtown so he's like we got to get back downtown before this game ends or we're never going to get back into downtown so we uh we made the decision to kind of pull the plug a little early ourselves and ease on back down there but as soon as we got five minutes from the track they ended up canceling everything anyway but it was great and and surprisingly it was just something that's different from my usual uh effects and you know this too is you know tailgate go hard at the game when the games end i'm kind of i'm pretty much done, done. i'm done for the evening a lot of people are out all night you know and like that's cool full, you know full-blown You know, football gear, Bengals, Colts. So, I mean, it was pretty impressive to see the amount of people that were still out all night Sunday after the game was over, too. Yeah, I got to say, uh, I don't know who released their schedule first.
2: Um, So, I can't judge. But whoever released the date second didn't have consideration for the other sport, possibly. And I think that um, sports need to work together looking at each other's schedules, uh, especially if there's major... Market events in in the same market right there that close need to work together. Just like us at Short Track Guys, me and Freddie, we always talk about different series kind of working together. We don't need two late model stock big races on the same weekend within 250 miles of each other. Well, we sure as hell don't need an NFL opening day. About 10, 15 miles away from a major NASCAR race. And that's just simple.
3: Unless they do it like how Supercross and NASCAR did it for, what, like two years in Atlanta, where Supercross was at night. Yeah, Yeah. and NASCAR was during the day. I think NASCAR should have capitalized that more, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, So, yeah, very, very good point. I agree with you. Very, very good point. I
2: agree with you there, big time. I think you hit the point right on the head there, Casey, and that might be the, you know, Brett said his point was the best point he's heard all year. That might be the one of the best points of the show right there. Uh, that NASCAR, uh, when a situation arises like that, we should possibly think about adjusting and trying to play with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and that Supercross deal was a missed op- opportunity.
3: But I will give them props because I, you know, realizing the USAC race was at IMS on mm-hmm. Wednesday and Thursday, NASCAR did a better job, yes. at least the media. I'll say, like, Bob. No, well, no, no.
2: The media, maybe yeah. not NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. Well, NASCAR posted,
3: posted a little bit. A like, little Dale bit. Dale was, because Carson Elige races for Chad, so Dale was there, and I think they posted about that, and there were a few other people, but I will say the media, I mean, as somebody, like, who... I feel bad so horrible sometimes when like Chad wins a race or does well but like you don't really get that. Like it's like the NASCAR home tracks. Nobody really promotes yeah, uh, the success of, of drivers in those series and those guys work really hard and I, I feel like that's something that they should be working to improve. So I will say I think this weekend, and I'm so glad Chad did really well, because I think that like the the amount of exposure he received, Brady Bacon received for winning, and, and just USAC as a whole received yes. that they never do. Yeah. They don't get credit for some of the work that they do.
2: I think that's a great point. And let's also, um, I'm not, I am a huge fan of NASCAR, obviously, my entire right. life, but I give more credit to the people that, took their time to attend from the Dale juniors, from the industry people, yep. from the crew people, the drivers, the media people that did obviously cover it because NASCAR reacted to that by posting that, which is a great thing also, but let's give credit where credit is due to the people within our industry that supported that race. And for multiple reasons, we all love Brian Clawson. A lot of us yeah. got to know him uh, from his short track days, some of us, and some of us from when he ran Xfinity series and he was a great person and a one hell of a freaking ferocious racer. Yeah. Um, but you know, also give props to Indianapolis Motor Speedway for doing something very bold right there, putting a permanent facility for a short track, a dirt track within that uh, uh, race. We want to talk about uh, building things onto events that uh, have an overall effect on getting crowds uh, to your races, i.e. the Brickyard 400 possibly uh, in this case. If we keep on building this, this could become a thing that Indianapolis built and gets more people involved, and more people involved in the
0: Brickyard Four Hundred. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't believe the facility. Like, I, I thought <sighs> this great. was going to be like a, a thrown up together dirt track, <laughs> and I'm like, man, they got poured walls. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, I mean, the this is a full system, deal. Yeah. yeah, I
3: wasn't there, but it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, it was crazy watching it. The coverage that NBC Sports had yep. for Friday. I mean, just as somebody that, like, I'll say it again for Chad, he doesn't really, you don't get that exposure unless you're in NASCAR or Supercross. Because yep. there's such a, it's like a NASCAR home track. It's yeah, I mean the only yeah. time of Even year it seems like not, those
2: open wheel guys like your yeah. fiance uh, uh boat gets is usually around Chili Bowl time. Yeah. it seems so. so uh, you're
0: so right.
3: It was it was really cool to see the entire in- motorsports industry come together. IndyCar was there. It was awesome. Yep. I hope they continue doing it. Good thing
0: Chad didn't blow it. Like, oh
3: my gosh, I was like Chad. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> he was so close to winning. I, know, I, I was I watching didn't, it. Yeah, he was so close and. <clears throat> Um, I think it was just really cool in general so props Uh, since Brett and TJ are both not here we are going to post their picks for the upcoming race this weekend later this week on Dirty Mo Media's Twitter so stay tuned for that one we'll see how that goes and I really, really hope uh, TJ redeems himself.
2: TJ's yeah, <laughs> man, the cellar dweller, <laughs> gotta do a cellar dweller, got to do something. Poor cellar dweller, he's hope sitting there it. making breakfast, changing diapers, and losing these looks.
0: <laughs> hope, hope he changes his approach up a little bit.
3: Uh, all right. Well, but thank not you. Not sucking. Yes, he's yeah, I mean
0: that would be a good start. That'd be a good place to start.
3: Thank you, Freddie, for hopping on the show. Always good. Maybe we'll have like all three of them next time. We
0: miss. Uh,
2: we, we we didn't mention we miss also Jason Schultz, our producer. Yeah. Uh, so I had to fill. He in He had for to him go to class.
3: Week. He couldn't miss out this week. Remember,
2: he's got His class. Teacher was going to kick him out. Yeah. 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 So we, we have just this rotation. Luckily, Casey's our uh, our rock, and she's That's uh, right, become guys. our rock.
3: I actually she's here attend.
2: You yeah. actually attend and uh, super sub. But uh, hey, we usually do a rant in this part of the show, and I know yes. we're not going to but my man right here wearing the New York uh, garb for his uh, lowly Mets and his uh, whatever (laughs) Giants. It is hockey season coming, uh, so our friendship will stretch a little bit here. Uh, coming up, uh, the, my New York Islanders and the New York Rangers uh, will have to come up with a fun bet this
0: year, Freddie. Yeah, we got to like it. And a fun unfortunately, bet. Is, I think we're both going to be fighting for the same position, exactly, which is which last be fun. In, in a <laughs> like in the division. We're both going to suck and we're going to suck brilliantly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll come up with something pretty good.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, thank you guys. Thank you, One Main, again, for sponsoring the podcast. Exalta Studio. Um, always share feedback on twitter love to hear it and in the words of brett griffin holla holla <laughs> have a good week guys
0: you've been listening to door bumper clear brought to you by one main for updates on elliot sadler and the number one junior motorsports team
2: go to OneMainRacing.com. check out dirty mo media on youtube twitter facebook and instagram dirty mo